Hi there. We welcome you to the Rush Hour Morning Show podcast. My name is Brian Rushing. The guy across the table's name is... Corky Franks. And check this out, Brian. I know everyone can't tune in Monday to Friday, 6 to 9 a.m. on WGNCRadio.com, 101.1 FM, or 1450 a.m. And that's why we have some great news for the listeners. That's right. You can now get our podcast on SoundCloud as well as Spotify and Apple Music. It's fantastic for you. We do the work. You get the enjoyment. So enjoy. Back here on the Rush Hour Morning Show, AM 1450, 101.1 FM. Streaming on WGNCRadio.com. Thank you for doing so this morning. Kerry Galbraith in the studio with me this morning as he is doing a little bullpen work in place of Corky Franks. Corky Franks will be in tomorrow. Kerry Galbraith, you know, earlier in the show we talked about the happiest place on earth. And uh, sometimes you just need a respite even at the happiest place on earth. And hopefully we're offering that this morning to Chris Beatty. Chris Beatty, the head soccer coach of South Point High School, welcome to the Rush Hour Morning Show. Thank you for joining us today. Thank you, gentlemen, for having me. Uh, it's fantastic, Kerry. It's it's good having a soccer guy on. Uh, don't get to talk a lot about it on this show. I would like to talk about it more uh, because I do. Any time that I spent seven, eight years at Belmont Abbey College, I had to get to like soccer because that's one of the headliners over at the Belmont Abbey College campus, and certainly as often as we broadcasted, it didn't end up being a lot of fun. Chris, talk to us about some of the things related to the program at South Point that have been sort of part of the template for growing a winner over at South Point on not only just the girls' side but the boys' side as well. Absolutely. Um, I mean, the scene in Charlotte has absolutely been exploding. We've had um, so many clubs that have come in and been a great part to help grow the the whole program uh, over the last probably 20, 30 years. Um, Charlotte Eagles is an organization that I worked for early on. um, and They had a a wonderful place in Charlotte to help kind of – go around the area and do little programs here and there. And then finally the Charlotte Independence stepped in um, and they put out their programs, um, club, ECNLs, um, all these different types of, of um, acronyms that help to push the programs. But I think the biggest thing that's kind of helped specifically in Belmont um, is probably the Abbey, honestly. Um, Abby's done a great job in our area to promote with the young kids. Uh, I was just out this past week um, at the local Belmont rec and Belmont Abbey kids are out there um, refereeing and and being around those kids and kind of helping. And so it's kind of neat seeing that and what they're doing right now. Coach, it's Coach G. How are you this morning, man? Good. How are you, sir? How are the dogs? Your, uh, Your feet hurting? Oh, I tell you what, the uh, good night's rest did a wonderful thing, man. Uh, what'd, your, what'd your uh, step about count, 13 what, hours? What'd your step counter say you did yesterday? 
Oh my goodness. I think it was 18,000. Oh my gosh. For our viewers yeah, that just tuned was, in, uh, Coach Beatty's down with his family at the uh, Disney World. Um, I, most people would say that sounds awesome to me. That sounds like you're glutton for punishment. But uh, I, was this your idea or your <laughs> wife's? Oh, this was my wife's idea. So, but I was happy to be on board with that it. That sounds like a wife idea. But good for you. You're a good husband. You're probably uh, I know knowing you the way I do. You got a smile on your face. Um, you've got some real success. Uh, not only with the boys program, but you're currently in the girls season right now. Um, you're, you're undefeated. I think you've got a few ties, but you've got 10 wins. Is that correct? 10 and three, uh, 10, yep. 10, yes, sir. 10, uh, wins, zero losses, three ties, and you're undefeated in the conference. And I'm looking at these scores and you're just punishing people. I mean, these games aren't, they're just nine, zero, nine, zero, eight, zero, four, zero. I think there's only one game that I'm looking at where you guys were you gave up two goals but you're just shutting people out left and right talk, talk about your team uh, yeah you know it's kind of funny since I've been there uh, year after year and they've been like no oh, there's no way this team can be as good as last year's team um, and that's happened two years in a row and this year they said the exact same thing and these ladies are showing up and we talk about challenges at the beginning of the year. Hey, what, what do we want to do this year? We set goals. Uh, we try to be as realistic as possible. I mean, one of the things we talked about this year is what, you know, I don't know if we can necessarily go undefeated, <clears throat> but we're going to try. We, we up the, ta- the um, people that we were playing against and we wanted uh, tougher opponents in the preseason and we were able to get that, and, you know, it's been absolutely amazing seeing these young ladies, how hard they work. Um, off the field is the biggest part of what we talk about. You know, what are you doing day in and day out? And so we talk about small things, about making sure you do the little things, checking your shoulders, making sure that you're talking to each other, making sure that you're uh, getting into space the way you're supposed to. You know, don't go to sleep. Even if you don't have the ball, you got to be doing something. And this team has really picked up. And I think, you know, you see those goal lines, uh, those, those score lines. And, yeah, there there's some blowouts out there. But, honestly, um, it's how these girls are functioning on the field. Um, in the past couple of years, we've relied on speed. Uh, and we've had some amazing speed. And, you know, you just play the ball around the side and watch them take somebody on 1v1 and put the ball in the back of the net. But we literally – lined up to a team last uh last week who had almost nine girls in their defensive box and it was like how are we going to get the ball around them i mean this is absolutely insane and so we had to work on actually putting crosses in the box and you know finding the ball with our head and they scored nine goals and last year we wouldn't have been able to do so um, and it's just how they're connecting with one one another this year. It's absolutely amazing. To see. So you've got teams playing against you, just playing not to get blown out. They're they're stacking everybody in the yep. box, just playing defense, and you're still scoring nine goals. Yes. Wow. Yeah. It's uh, it, it's pretty. It, it's it's insane to watch, and and it, you know, I don't have a problem with it. If I was on the other side, I'd probably be doing the exact same thing. But when you sit there and you look, you're like, well, this kind of actually gives us the ability to be creative right now, you know, um, let's see what we can do against this because I don't know if every team would be able to do what we've been able to do, um, in the sense of being creative in the final third. 
Well, now tell us about a couple of the, I'm, I'm fortunate enough to know some of these girls cause they've passed through the middle school at our program and I've coached them in a few sports as well. Um, you've got, you've got an all-star this year. Uh, Grace Smith was named to the, uh, all-star team at the conference. Is that correct? Uh, all-star team in the state, the state uh, should be playing the, uh, yeah. East versus West all-star. And you had another one last year in Jordan Villamaine. Is that correct? Yes, first time we've ever had um, two back to back go uh, to be able to make the East West All Star game. That's fantastic. You you've got some other real. Uh, when you, you probably got some offensive and defensive players, but it sounds like you're more of an offensive team. But I, I've you know had the privilege of coaching Claire Hux and Grace Maynard and and Grace Smith uh, also, and and her sisters uh, Phoebe and Charlotte, which I believe are all on your team. Um, uh, Talk about mm-hmm. talk about some of these uh, these all star girls. Uh, well, what's amazing is uh, Grace Smith. You know, uh, she's actually coming up on something that hasn't been done before in South Point history, and uh, she's all almost at a hundred goals. She's at ninety six goals right now, has forty four assists, and we've never had anybody with a hundred fifty, which is a hundred goals, fifty assists. Um, and so that's pretty amazing to see, you know, you talked about Maynard, Grace Maynard. Uh, she was the first time we've ever had a, uh, defensive player of the year last year as a freshman, um, step up and, you know, uh, get called, get that wonderful award. Um, it's absolutely amazing to see that last year we had Jordan Villamain who, uh, made the all-star team. Um, the, they're, they're putting goals in last year. We combined uh, throughout the season 148 goals and only allowed 10 in. This year, we're uh, at 74 goals and only allowed seven in this year. So um, it's amazing to see what they're doing. Chris Beatty here with us on the Rush Hour Morning Show. Coach, I was, I was going to ask, I mean, obviously when you're an offensive juggernaut like your club seems to be, I mean, I'm looking at these scores, I'm, I'm almost thinking – these look like tennis scores, but but it's it's soccer. Um, you obviously, I would think that boredom might set in with with your back line, and and any time you're going to have a a push deep into the state playoffs, you've got to have a very strong core, a very strong central nervous system. What are you doing with your group to make sure that they stay sharp on their back line, making sure that they're very good in the central nervous system? Because it doesn't sound like to me you're being pressed all that much to do a whole lot defensively over the course of a soccer match and your recent uh, results. That's a wonderful question. Um, Honestly, the biggest thing where we have this year that I wanted to make sure was the preseason games that we scheduled. Because I knew that we wouldn't get it as uh, we wouldn't be tried that much defensively as I want us to be. Now, with that being said, like you said, you can kind of fall asleep back there. You're watching the the ladies in front of you, you know, go go go. They're getting into the final third, and you're just kind of sitting there midfield, just waiting. And all of a sudden, you get caught off guard because there's a breakaway. And one normally the teams that we play, they have one or two really fast young ladies, and so you have to be ready. And so we talk about that constantly, making sure that we're on our toes, making sure that we're opening our hips, getting there and being there. But also, it's not just, you know, as a defender, you don't just have defensive duties. Uh, you have specific duties to make sure that you cut it out before they even get into our half. And so 
uh, we work on this whole idea of stepping to the ball, making sure that we call a head down defense where they don't have the time to look up and find the pass. And so we try to get after it out there and making sure that uh, we apply heavy pressure um, at all parts and times. It's easy for uh, outsiders looking in to say, oh, you just, you know, it's Belmont girls soccer. They just go to South Point. He just loads up every year. Uh, he's got great talent, which which you do. But yes. you've also, eventually, you have run up against some really great talent in Lake Norman Charter as of last year, who I believe was the, they were the, they ended up winning the state championship, correct? That's correct. So that's, yeah. How do you get the girl? How do you keep the girls motivated in these blowout wins? You, do you just keep saying, "Hey, look, girls, this is great now," but you know, you know what's coming down the pipe. We're going to see them again. We're going to face some really good talent like us. You know, you, it's that's when the coaching part gets in there. You, you know, it's great to have a lot of talent and and blow people out that are, you know, not as good as you guys. But but you know what's coming down the pipe, don't you? Absolutely. Um, you know. In practice, the biggest things that we talk about is uh, making sure that everything we do is competitive, uh, everything. Whether it's uh, specific games that we have, rondos that we do in, in uh, practice, or whether it's sprints, you know, everything has a consequence. So we go hard, um, absolutely hard. And one of the things that the players are not very comfortable with, but uh, they have kind of uh, adapted it and been okay with it, is I grade these young ladies uh, weekly. Um, and it gives them a chance to be able to see where they're at and how they can move up and down. It's called promotion relegation, how they can move up and down the field. Um, and so they kind of know where they're at. And I mean, they're just grinding. And that's, if, if I can make practice uh, tougher than a game, uh, then I'm doing my job. And so making sure that it stays competitive. And one of the biggest things I've had to do this year, I think that I, I kind of swayed uh, the pendulum a little bit too far was uh, I got too competitive and the girls were like, hey, coach, you know, uh, let's, let's do something fun. I'm like, you're right, you're right. And we we got to be able to have fun while we're doing this as well. And so, um, you know, we want that state championship. Uh, we've lost to Lake Norman. We've only had two losses over the past two years. Um, and both of those are like Norman charter and we're like, we, we want to get past that. And so we're, we're trying our hardest right now. That's, that's great. And uh, good luck to you in the girls season. I'm going to pivot now to your boys season. Cause not only are you the girls varsity <laughs> soccer coach, you're also the boys varsity soccer coach was also in the fall. Um, your last year, you were second in the conference and, uh, you made it to the second round of the playoffs. Talk about your outlook, uh, Coming into next fall, who you're bringing back, who who you lost, what what do you think your ex what are your expectations for in the in the fall for boys soccer? Honestly, I'm extremely excited about uh, this coming season. I mean, I've been ex I've been excited every year um, I've come in, and since I've been there for it's going on six years now, uh, we've been proved every year, and I've had some talented teams coming through. It's kind of funny when you look at some of the teams that come in. It seems like everybody else has extremely good talent also. Um, and so you kind of you match each other. And these games are end up being really, really tight for the most part. You know, we played last year um, uh, East Lincoln in the final uh, or, or our second round of the playoffs, I should say. And that game was extremely tight all the way down to the end. And that team honestly could have went on to win the state championship. 
uh, they were unfortunate uh, to get beat in the fourth round. But, I mean, that's how good these teams are. And so this year we graduated, uh, let's see, we graduated six this year. And with that, we had some really good talent that uh, graduated out, especially in the midfield. Um, and so it's kind of we're looking at, hey, what do we need to do? But, you know, a buddy of mine, he talks about it every year. He said, uh, he said, seems like you're not rebuilding every year. It seems like you're just reloading. And uh, I said, yeah, I said, that's that's what I've been trying to do. And having some young talent on the team, you know, every year I've got probably one or two freshmen that step up and they're able to actually play at the varsity level. And that's amazing to see, when, especially when you're talking about guys that are six four, six five, and you're going up against trying to play those individuals. Um, it's, it's amazing to see. And so with that being said, I, I'm really excited about what's coming up this uh, next year. Um, I think that we, in my opinion, I know I'm a little biased, but I think we should win the conference this year. I think we could make it uh, deep in the playoffs this year. Um, and so we always like adding trophies into the uh, – trophy case and so we really want to go after the gazette cup this year as well coach chris Spady here with us on the rush hour morning show coach the final question i'll ask you and and that we'll have with our time with you is is basically more of the culture of soccer i mean obviously as the charlotte metro grows and becomes a larger and larger populace but at the same time begins to bleed out into some of these suburban communities do you see the game of soccer growing and sort of all boats rising with the tide? Or do you see the game basically going into some of these enclaves like the Lake Norman area, Belmont, and some select suburban areas in the Charlotte Metro? What, what are your thoughts about where soccer is going to grow and where soccer is going to continually be sustaining itself? Oh man, how much time you got? We could uh, we could be here for a while, but I I, I love talking about this. Um, well, we're going to definitely the, the have culture, you back. <laughs> oh, I would love that. Um, the culture is just absolutely growing, um, and it's you know if you've been to a Charlotte FC game, you see that it's not just you kind of have this. Uh, a lot of people think it's this European feeling. Um, it's not that anymore. You have this uh, Hispanic Latino vibe that goes with it. And it's so fun. Uh, you go to one of the games, you join in the March, uh, you get into the, um, the sections where the, uh, the fans are and they're chanting the whole game. They don't sit down. Uh, the energy is absolutely amazing. And you're like, you get caught in it. Um, I will never forget. It was been about six years ago. I went down to Atlanta United game. And we sat down next to a, a fan who had Atlanta United season tickets and Atlanta Falcons uh, season tickets. And he said, he said, man, the, the atmosphere here is nothing uh, like it is in the NFL. He said, it's just so much energy. It's so fun. He said, I'd prefer now to have uh, MLS tickets than I would NFL tickets. And I was like, you know, that's kind of interesting hearing that going on. And now that's happening in Charlotte. Uh, so I think people kind of catch this vibe and kind of feel what's going on. Then they want to get involved with it. Um, and then all of a sudden, the, you start seeing and look around at uh, these tailgates and these little kids are out there just, uh, we call it keepy up you, just trying to keep the ball off the ground, uh, passing around and taking shots and just enjoying the time and seeing what's going on. In my personal opinion, I think the whole area um, is going to explode over the next couple of years. I think you're going to see these young kids out there, five, six years old, playing the game. 
Um, and I think it's just, it's fun. Uh, it, it's, it's something that's different uh, in the area that maybe a lot of families haven't thought about. And you kind of see it already. It's, you know, it's taken a hundred years here in the U.S., but, you know, it started early on in Europe and South America, and uh, you just see what they're doing. And I think that's where we'll be, but it'll be a whole lot quicker in us getting there. You know, we've got the uh, World Cup coming up in the U.S. Um, in a couple of years, and I think that'll be another thing that really sparks um, a lot of people and kind of see the joy that it brings and uh, get families out there involved in it. So, yeah, I'm, uh, I'm excited to see what's going to happen over the next couple of years. Coach Chris Beatty on the Rush Hour Morning Show with Corky and B-Rush. This is Coach G sitting in for Corky today. Uh, last thing, Coach, before we let you go, please, please tell me, please tell me that I can picture you in your hotel room doing this interview on the phone and you're wearing Mickey Mouse ears, the goofy hands, a, a Mickey soccer jersey, a fanny pack. Definitely a fanny pack. Yeah, gotta you gotta have the man fanny. If you don't have the man, <laughs> if you don't have the fanny pack on, you're you're not doing Disney the the dad way. Um, please tell me you have all those things on right now. Just just for just set the tone for the listeners. Oh man, or, uh, or are you, you laying know, down soaking be... your feet in the tub of uh, hot water? Love. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, that that would be nice. Luckily, uh, I'm sitting here relaxing after a long day. We we are going to have a beach day today, and so uh, we're chilling in the living room. Uh, I've got, as you always see me, I've got my South Point shirt on. There you go. Uh, always representing as as normal. Yep. Always representing. That's exactly right. Coach, thanks a lot, man, for coming on today. Oh, man, thank you all so much for having me, and I'd love to be a part of any soccer conversation you all have in the future. Best of luck on your season, and I'm sure with the success you're going to have with this girls' team, I'm sure uh, Brian and Corky are going to have you back on the show, and uh, we'll, we'll, keep, we'll keep the listeners up to date with your, with your uh, progress. But thanks again for coming on the show. Absolutely. Thank you, Coach. Folks, when we come back, we'll close up shop here on this Wednesday morning on the Rush Hour Morning Show. We'll be right back. We thank you for tuning in to this Rush Hour Morning Show podcast. Don't forget, you can find us Monday through Friday from 6 to 9 a.m. on WGNC AM 1450, 101.1 FM. You can even stream the show on WGNCRadio.com. Until we're back with you with the next podcast, enjoy your day. We'll see you next time.